1201. On today's episode, we have me, your host, Tyler T. Kane Cloud, and back from the dead, Mr. Alex Von Shea. Alex, how have yeah. you been, man? We were we were worried to death that you died or something happened. We haven't heard from yeah. you. How you been? Yeah well, yeah, well, it's the third day, you know, so I rose again, and here I am, back from the dead, like Jesus himself. <coughs> That's a, I don't know uh, if I should- that's, that's a heck of an accusation there, Alex. <laughs> that's a good analogy. I don't, I don't know that that's, I am Jesus. Uh, this is the question. <laughs> well, here you heard it here first, folks. Alex Vonche is Jesus. Yeah, okay. so, so, you know, this week we've had a lot of, lot of stuff happening outside the sports world. Here at 1201, we kind of – we want to be a, an escape from that. We, we acknowledge – the circumstances and the difficult circumstances that are that are taking place, but we want to be an escape, um, not to not to take away from what conversation should be had, but we want to be an escape to kind of kind of get away, kind of give you a few minutes of relief. Hmm. So, with that being said, <coughs> yeah. EDA's back. Thought, yeah, go ahead, Alex. No, I was just going to say that you know the world has just been. It's been one bowl of suck after another for uh, the last couple of months, you know. We've had quarantine. We've had these protests over, a, you know, a, obviously a, a just cause, but just unrest in the streets and and, and, a, and then a hurricane on its way to Louisiana for uh, those of us, for our listeners in Louisiana and Mississippi area, we're probably going to get a hurricane on top of all of this, you know. So I, I agree with you. It's just kind of something we've – always tried to do is just be kind of light and kind of ridiculous and over the top and not really focus too much on heavy stuff. And we didn't even really go too into it too much when COVID started happening. But. Yeah. It's just, it's been a difficult time. And, and like we said, we want to be an escape, um, not to, not to downplay anything that's happened, but we want to, we want to be a light in all of this chaos. So with that being said, a lot of the, the, the big news, especially came out today on, on Thursday, the NBA is back. So that'll be part of our rundown. We're going to do a little something different, being that, you know, the entire 1201 Sports Network is Louisiana Tech alumni. Alex and I, we're going to go over our favorite um, athletic play from Louisiana Tech sports that we've witnessed. We're going to give you our SK Wyverns, our, our update on them, and then – Alex is going to give you his meal of the week that he really thinks is worth everything. So, okay. Let, so let's get into it. Alex, I know you, Jacob, and I, we're, we're kind of the NBA fans, the basketball fans of our group. Yeah, for so, sure. So we've, we're really the ones that have, that have really, you know, pay attention to the, the NBA drama, you know, the, or maybe not drama, but the, the saga of, 
when is the season going to start? How's it going to start? What's it going to look like? And we finally have concrete proof of what it's going to look like. So just to go over yeah. that, it's going to be a 22-team format, but the teams that are going to be in it are all teams that were within, um, I think it was eight games of eighth place. Six, either six or eight games of eighth place. <clears throat> so this officially ends the era of Vince Carter. He has played mm. his final NBA game. He's, he's been an electric, electric player. He's been one of my favorite players to, to watch. Um, I mean, he's, he's a heck of a ball player. I mean, he's, he's a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. I don't, I don't know how you feel about him, but I know that he is, he's one of my favorite players to watch. I mean, just from his impact on the game, they talk about, um, you know, the Basketball Hall of Fame is different. Even if he hadn't had – even if his career had stopped 10 years ago, he would still probably be in a Hall of Famer, in my opinion, because the Basketball Hall of Fame, as you know, is the Naismith Hall of Fame, which recognizes overseas – uh, Olympic contributions, World Cup contributions, and college contributions. So just from looking at all of that as a whole, how much he meant to the Olympic team, how much he was as a, a worldwide kind of – he brought Toronto – you know, he brought Canada a team for a while, even though he left and they weren't happy with him. And he brought the dunk contest back. So culturally oh, yeah. and worldwide, he, he is a Hall of Famer just from all of those things. And then he also had this very long career and is on a lot of leaderboards because of it. Oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> with that being said, the uh, NBA is back. The, like we said, it's a 22-team format. It's, <laughs> the season's going to restart July 31st in Orlando at uh, Walt Disney World because um, ESPN has facilities there because – yeah. Disney owns ESPN. They're owned. So, yeah. Yeah, they're owned by owned by by them. So they have top of the line world class facilities there that they can they can run this very smoothly. Um, any complications that you would think of with COVID, they can they can deal with. Because um, I know I know that they're implementing the uh, social distancing. They're testing them every day. But here's the 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 nuts and bolts of it. It's going to be 13 teams from the Western Conference, nine teams from the Eastern Conference. And like we said, it's teams that were that are at least within six games of eighth place. So you're going to get teams like New Orleans, um, Phoenix, you know, these teams that were kind of fringe. It gives them an opportunity to play their, play their ways into the, into the playoffs. And they're going, to, they're going to play kind of a round-robin type deal. Uh, they're going to be playing these seeding games. They're going to play eight seeding games. And the, the, the one issue that I have with the format that they're doing is that mm -hmm. if the eighth and ninth seeds are within four games of each other, they're going to play basically uh, the College World Series final. where Yeah, like the loser's bracket of, has to... Yeah, has to, has to beat the higher seed twice. I don't – I get it, but I don't get it because if there's a four-game gap between these two just because the ninth seed beats them twice, I mean, that's that's kind of a an unfair loophole that, all right, you can be worse than this team, but because we won two games right here back-to-back -back without losing <coughs> in the playoffs, even though we had a worse record than the, the team that was ahead of us. Mm -hmm. um, whereas yeah, the, the only thing I can – only has to win one. 
Yeah. The the only thing I can think of is well, the 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 eight seed winning one is just so that it can be over quicker if the team is obviously better. The only thing I can think to do the reason to do all that is just to add a little bit more, you know, because this this regular season, if you want to call it that, these playing games, these round robin games, and then this playing game kind of situation is all kind of just to have well, for one it's just to have them you know be able to uh, get back in the rhythm of things but also it's it's just to have a little bit of intrigue so that we're not just starting the playoffs and all and that's the only drama that happens it's to make it a little bit interesting get the hype rolling before the playoffs yeah and that's kind yeah, of the thing it's like and that, that, that definitely makes sense you know to, to get the to get the hype going as early as you can and you know, and and once, I do really. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I really enjoy the fact that I really not enjoy the fact. I really think it's a good thing that they went ahead and and uh, moved it down to twenty two teams, because you do need some kind of play in games to get the seating finalized, and then the the guys back in shape. But you also don't want to have those guys who are playing meaningless games go out there and risk their health and in COVID-related ways and in non-COVID-related ways for nothing, you know. Oh, yeah. And who was it that, that said that if their team didn't – and I was from Portland. I can't remember who it was. But they said that if their team didn't have a legitimate chance to make it in, that he would be there, but he wasn't going to play because there was no reason. So I like the fact that they're doing, you know, enough games to where teams within a certain range can play their way into it. So I, I, yeah. I thoroughly – enjoy and support that aspect of it i think that's that's the right way to do it and you don't want to you don't want to do too many games because then you really run into issues along with scheduling for next year yeah and, you know, for that's, sure. and and that's one of the things that they're already looking at you know because right now we'd be we'd be getting close to wrapping up what the the western conference or the conference finals right now um yeah so so one of the things that they're looking at is pushing the season starting the 2020 2021 season starting December 1st, um, which to me, it, it really makes sense because when I think basketball, I think of a, a winter sport. Um, mm-hmm. I know with LHSAA, you know, that's the Louisiana High School, at sport, High School Athletic Association, they classify basketball as a winter sport. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's always been, yeah, it's a sport you can play almost year round, but to me, it's always been a, a winter sport. And if we're being completely mm-hmm. honest, as much as I love basketball, I've never really paid attention to the NBA until after Christmas. So, or until Christmas Day, really. Yeah, for until me. Christmas Day. Yeah, because that's so when the big marquee games really start. And before that, you're right; it's kind of just like the season doesn't really matter that much because yeah. football's still on, and the games haven't really been interesting before that point, you know. Yeah, and, and you and you you basically lose about a third of the season of. Eh, Nobody's really paying attention. I mean, they're paying attention in the background, but it's not on the forethought of everybody's mind. Whereas now, where it's possible you may, you may miss a month of people not really paying attention to it, but not really because it's going to be basketball and everybody's going to be excited for the start of the season. And then you're going right into it, basically. So I, mean, I think, I think the, the December 1st start date is a, is a natural fit for the NBA. Um, and – I think that it might be something they want to look into keeping because, you know, a lot of people have pushed the NBA and said for years that they need to play less games. 
because 82 games is too much and it doesn't really make sense to play that many games anyway. So maybe you end up shortening, a, you know, shortening the season starting in December and playing 60 games and maybe that's what you you look at it and it, it does well and maybe you keep that going forward or you or somewhere down the line they go they go back to this because I think yeah. really it, it, it's something a lot of fans want because they can't not, nobody can, it's just like baseball nobody can pay attention to 162 games no I mean it, and you run into the the problem of oversaturation I mean you have so many games and I love baseball you know I do <laughs> I do my my dang just to watch as many games as I can but still 162 games is too much 82 games, yeah, the old-timers, you know, oh, we, we played every game. We didn't miss a game. 82 games is a lot. I mean, yeah. I think you look at 60 games or so, that's plenty. I mean, you have enough of a sample size that you can adequately make a decision who's who, who's good, who's not, and you can go from there. Um, I, don't, I don't think you need the additional 22 games to, to prove that – all right, this team was by far the best team. They're the champion. So, I mean, I think, I think a, a move towards 60 games could be a, a really, really good move for them, a really smart move. Yeah. All right, Alex. We're both alumni of Louisiana Tech. I think pretty much the entire 1201 sports team is or are alumni of Louisiana Tech. We have all, yeah. you know, thoroughly enjoyed going to Tech games. And I think that – you know, if you look in the, the athletic history of Louisiana Tech, during our the, – the, let's just say six years, the year before and the years actually continuing on now. You know, you can go more than six years. You go the year before we, we went to Tech to now. I think you're looking at possibly the second greatest era of Tech sports. I mean, I think you – the greatest era, I think you have to go back to the 70s and 80s where you had people like Terry Bradshaw, Carl Malone, um, yeah, you had coaches like Leon Barmore. Um, I think that was the the greatest era of Tech sports. But I think right now we're in the midst of Tech's second greatest era. I mean, you look at the football team; they've won six straight bowl games. The baseball team has gone to a, a re- NCAA regional here in the last few years. The softball team has won two conference USA tournaments. And they've gone to two NCAA regionals. The soccer team was on the up and up. The basketball teams are both really good. Um, the women's team is, is making a return back to its prominence. They're not quite there, but they're getting there. So in the, in the grand scheme of things, tech sports have, have really seen a, a really good boost over the last few years. So it kind of got me interested in what was your favorite tech athletic play that you witnessed? And I know you witnessed a lot because you were in the band. So you have yeah. a, a much larger sample size to choose from. So you can probably give us a couple because um, you were at multiple events. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, we were at, we were just at Tech at a good time. You know, we kind of lined up. You know, a lot of people go to college and their sports teams are horrible. I mean, my brother went to NSU, and no matter what age or era you were at NSU, their sports teams sucked. Yeah, there, <laughs> For there the hasn't sport. been a, there hasn't been really a good <laughs> era of sports at, at NSU. <laughs> yeah so I don't know man it, it, there's a lot to talk about I mean there are there's overtime games there's bad games where we lost by one uh, like one season I feel like we lost four games by like one or two points in football and it, I, 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 I just don't want to talk about it but 
there's been a lot of overtime. Uh, there, the, 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 thing, the two that really stick out in my mind, or three that really stick out in my mind for me, other than the one that you're going to take, so I'm just going to let you talk about it, um, is um, f- for one thing, the, um, there's two basketball ones I remember. One of them being the fact that we played Stephen F. Austin and beat him in like double overtime by like two points and it was just like the 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 amount of people there that was so loud was ridiculous and uh the other one is the fact is uh Derek Jean hitting a full court buzzer beater to win the game against UAB not full court yeah. but he was behind half court yeah I mean there's the, the tech basketball team it, it they never failed to give us some theatrics you know they're they're a, an elite program, in my opinion, as far as, as your mid-majors. I think that they're an elite program. <laughs> to make you nervous? You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, my dad's always told me, you know, being an LSU fan, you'll die of a heart attack. And that I think yeah. that applies to being a Tech basketball fan, is you're going to die sure. of a heart attack from watching them. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, they're – but they, they're good. I mean, that's the, that's the thing is they're always so good. You know, they, they rank – you know, there's, there's trends – that show them as being, you know, so among the top top record of the last few years across all programs. Yeah, they um, had a home record that was better. A couple of years ago, they had a home win streak that was better than anyone in the nation, other than, yeah. I think, Kentucky. Yeah, and, and that's, that's mind-boggling. And if we're being salty and honest about it, they got screwed out of that win that cost them that – or that, that loss they got screwed in that cost them the – the uh, the win streak because I was there and I was so pissed off because it was it had such a good game, but that you know that's another story. But you know that's yeah. but that's that's in essence being a tech fan. You know we we reach the highest of highs and then we crash flat on our face sometimes. But yeah, sometimes we lose to sometimes we lose to NSU uh, an F- uh, randomly, even though we should have yeah. beaten them like stomp them into the dirt. And then sometimes we beat uh, a nationally ranked uh, Navy in a walk-off uh, kick at a bowl yeah. game at TCU. Or we go to Ohio State. Bowl. Or we go to Ohio State and beat them on their own on their home court. You know, yeah. or we go to Oklahoma and beat them. You know, Tech has this 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 crazy ability to to play play with the biggest and the best and the baddest. And give them all that they can stand. I mean, they they should have beat Arkansas a few years in football. And yeah. And we go and we lose to NSU when we really shouldn't. We blow a twenty-one point lead. So yeah. I mean, it's it's both scales of the spectrum with Tech sports. So uh, you you hinted at it. The the play <laughs> the play that I love my my favorite play that I've ever seen at in a Tech sporting event. Um, was March 16th, 2017, against ULL, our most hated rival. I'll give you a little props. You know, in baseball, they're badass. You know, they're they're one of those programs yeah. that, that you aspire to be. You know, they have they have the facilities, they have the the results, they have the players. You know, that's that's a team that I think all of us tech fans have looked up to. That you know, we want to be like them um, one day. And you know, it's it's been crazy because in our in our time span of being at Tech, Tech has dominated the rivalry with ULL basically across the board, and except for except for softball because you know their softball program is ungodly. 
But my favorite play from, from Tech Sports was 2017, Chase Lunsford, bottom of the 13th, walk off against ULL off the center field wall. I mean, and not only not only that, it was the largest crowd ever at the Love Shack. Yeah. So to do that, I mean, it we was. We were sitting out in the outfield, just or behind the outfield wall on that hill where everybody loved to drink beer and cook burgers and crap. And it was awesome until too many people started drinking and falling over and yeah. the cops had to stop us doing that. But I mean, this the the thing that I remember so vividly about that 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 game was was that it was cold. The, it was <laughs> not only was it cold, it was cold, <laughs> chilling cold. But the atmosphere was just you know electric. You know. Oh yeah. I mean that that's to me that game was up there with the the Thursday night red out game against Western Kentucky. You know that game will forever to me be the pinnacle of atmospheres I've ever been at. But yeah. that ULL walk-off game, I mean, it wasn't that, but it was a notch right below that. I mean, that was that was one of my favorite games that I've ever been to across all spectrums, you know, whether it's high school, college, pro, anything. That was one of my favorite games that I've ever been in attendance of. And, you know, in that that game, it was kind of kind of getting the monkey off the back because um, that, that basically opened up the floodgates for Tech to finally be able to – Eclipse ULL in baseball, um, and we haven't really looked back. I mean, I think we've lost one or two games in the last six years against them, and we've won a lot more than two. So uh, to <laughs> me, that was that was one of those special games that that you get to see and witness as a fan. Yeah. Well, speaking Ooh. of our Diamond Dogs, let's go to our <laughs> SK Wyverns, our KBO yeah, fan favorite Wyverns that. Um, are less than average, um, and that's putting it lightly. Uh, but good news, good news, Alex. They just had okay. a four-game win streak. That four-game win nothing. streak. That four-game win streak was half of our total season wins. It's it's um, money ball right here, man. They oh, ain't yeah. losing. Um, in the in the last week, they've gone four and two, and that included a sweep of Hanwa, um, who's. Now the number 10 team in the league, the Wyverns have eclipsed them. They're the number nine team in the league. Um, right now we're, we're eight so and 18. We're eight and 18 in the league. <laughs> um, we have nice. a .308 win percentage, and we're 12 games back from the NC Dinos. Maybe they're finally get, starting to get things going in the right direction. Uh, yeah, I, so I'm telling I, you, man, they're not going to lose again. It's a win streak. It's going to happen. It's like Moneyball. You ever watch the movie? I thought that's top ten movie, top ten sports movie of all time. At me, I don't care. It's a great movie. <laughs> but the SK Wyverns, they're they're getting hot. I mean, they they got off to a very very slow start. Um, but you know they they're picking up the pace a little bit. You know they're they're actually playing good baseball. Um, yeah, which it also be the opposite of those. That Braves team from a couple of years ago that won the, that hey, like won we, uh, 15 games in a row and then didn't make the playoffs. We don't need to talk about that. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a sore subject in these parts. Um, but you know, you know, they're getting hot at the right time. They're playing better. It it doesn't hurt when you play the worst team in the league. Um, you know, that's that's who you exercise your demons on. You know, you you oh yeah, you get you some get right against those teams, and you know, I think they might they might have found them some get right. 
Um, I think they plugged the holes in their bats. So, uh, <laughs> you know, only time will tell, but I, I think we're going to start seeing good things coming from the SK Wyverns. You know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think we're going to make a, a very strong playoff push. So, with that being said, it's our, I guess, I guess it isn't really a new segment now. It's our second week doing it. Alex, I hear you yes. have some mean, some mean Cajun cooking, I'm assuming, because, you know, you are coon-ass, but you do love chicken. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I expect really big things for your meal of the week. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I can cook anything. I do some stuff as you cook some Cajun stuff. No, I really want to. I really want to do as much as y'all make fun of me for really liking chicken and eating chicken for like every meal. I really just want to say I like some fried chicken and some mashed potatoes and a nice biscuit because this is KFC and I'm Colonel Sanders. Try my new Kentucky Fried Biscuit Bowl. Uh, No, but (laughs) I really (laughs) – other than that, I mean, that would be the joke answer, but also I would eat that for every meal. But – I think a good fried fish with some good seasoning, you put too much Tony's on it over and over again, is really good in a dirty rice and oh, something. Man, you, you, you can't go wrong with dirty rice. Um, oh, yeah, you man. Know, that, that's and that's then, one of those Louisiana staples that anytime you see it, there's a potluck or any kind of get-together, there's always a big old pan of dirty rice. It doesn't oh, matter yeah. what kind of get-together it is. Yeah, some kind of rice because if it's – and it's Mahatma, or it's a uh, water made. It's <laughs> Zatarans. It's, it's something. But uh, oh, yeah. definitely some. For me, it's it's definitely like a good fry fish, a good fish fry with some some rice, probably dirty rice. And I don't know. You just drink a beer with it, or I mean, fish goes well with white wine. I know that sounds kind of fruity, and I'm sure <laughs> Jacob's gonna say, "No, don't you call wine fruity." I drink a bottle every episode. <laughs> Him and Grayson both drink a bottle every episode. <laughs> so, I mean, say what you want. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're comfortable enough in your masculinity to sit back and drink a bottle of wine by yourself, have <laughs> at it. I may or may not <sighs> judge you, but have at it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's it well, for me. Well, there you have it, people. Um, Alex, our, one of our two resident coonasses, is middle of the week. <laughs> A good fried fish, good dirty rice, and a nice cold beer or a white wine. Can't go wrong with that. You know, can't say I don't blame him for choosing something like that because, you know, honestly, I've I've been craving a good fried fish here lately. You know, good yeah. good fried catfish or good white or, you know, some good brim or something. You know, good fish fry. So, uh, you know, that's, that's a pretty good little meal you got there, Alex. Well, everyone, for my – Co-host who has returned from the dead. Um, yeah, I risen. Every, everybody holler at him while, he, while he's still alive. Um, he yeah, may or I'm... may not die again. We don't know. He may. It's, it's, it's a thing. It's, you never really know. That, that's his Amen. special talent. He dies. Um, you never he's know. Like, he's like he's like Kenny from uh, South Park. He he dies yeah. somehow every episode. Yeah, pretty much. So, for the rest of the twelve hundred one sports crew, we'll catch you on the flip side. And always remember. Even when we're wrong, we're always right. Peace.